Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Weird Things, the podcast, which is brought to you from the good benevolence of the people at Apple who fixed our iTunes feed, which, yeah! which we owe to the pull, the juice, that Mr. Brian Brushwood has, Brian. Well, hold on. To be fair, though, the only reason I have any juice is because we met them at that South by Southwest party that Justin we- Robert Young co-rocked with yours truly. Yeah. Oh, is that the dig one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we met him. I, somehow I don't have that memory. <laughs> that's because oh. you weren't invited, oh. sir. <laughs> we will rectify that. In fact, I don't know if it's too early to start speculation. Maybe we're way too early for an announcement, but we could start speculation that there may, in fact, be a Weird Things presence at South by Southwest 2011. <laughs> sure. Yes. Along with Justin's presidential run. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that would be awesome, dude. It would be fantastic. We can go to a graveyard and record, like, on top of dead people. Where do you think I am right now? <laughs> oh, a graveyard on top of dead people. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. oh. So, the other voice you hear in the background, but not for long, is Mr. Justin Robert Young. Hi, everybody. And I'm Andrew Maine, and I'd like to thank <laughs> hey. you all for joining us for Weird Things. So, gentle beings, I have a story for you. This is true. Wait, what was that? Gentle beings. He said, he said it like was a little bit beans. with a southern lilt. It was gentle beings. That's fine. That's right. Beans. Okay. It was good. May I continue? Please. So my father, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, who looks a lot like Homer Simpson, so me and my friends call him Homer. Uh, my dad, by the way, uh, my dad, dad's an Erskine guy. Dad's an outdoorsman. I think Mitch Ford, dad's like, dad was like super cop. Dad went after, like, was on one of those federal kind of task force that, like, you know, Jack Bauer would be on going after bad guys international and all that. So he tells me a story the other day. He calls me up because he was out fishing. Takes his little boat out in the morning, goes out into the intracoastal waterway, goes out the himself river. a terrorist. Well, we don't know, Brian. <laughs> Goes out there into this little lake area, and it's still, it's quiet. Sun's just coming up over the palm trees. It's that kind of part of Florida where you look around, you don't really see anything around you. Just just low-hanging trees, no mountains, no nothing, but you just you just feel alone. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Too quiet. Okay, he's in his flat boat. So it's, a little, it's, it's not a big boat. It's not a really small boat, but it's a boat. You know, it's just a great boat for fishing on. It's got a lot of deck space to walk around on, and he's on his boat. Then all of a sudden, something knocks the boat. Like, now, like he's away f- rocks the boat. Something like hits the side of the boat. Yeah, we don't like how how big's the sway on 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 He's the- sitting there and all of a sudden he feels this bump. Something just bumped into the boat. Okay. okay. It would be roughly equivalent to a frogman swimming headlong into the boat. Well, it's just all right. So if he if he had a full glass of water, some would spill out. Yes. Like, that's what yes. I'm- okay. yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. My dad is a very calm guy. Justin's met my father and he'll attest to that. Yeah, okay. no. Dad's, dad's rock steady. Now, you don't see, my dad's the kind of guy you don't see getting scared. My dad said he was a little bit unnerved. He's Except like, when there's right. frogmen involved. Okay. Well, he looks over the edge, Brian, and all he sees is just water, and then it's a muddy bottom, just mud. Okay? Just a cloud of mud. It's like, all right, that was odd. Maybe it was a log. Maybe that was it. Then all of a sudden, boom, the boat gets knocked again. By the way, this is really hard for me not to just picture like a thoughtful Homer Simpson experiencing all of this. Pretty much, pretty much. That'd be this is what's happening. Yes. Yes. So my dad's like, you know, my dad back in the day, you know, used to be armed. And I could just imagine at this point, my dad would probably just calmly pull out a service revolver, 
look down into the water and just just start unloading. I just had that vision in my head of my dad doing that. But no, doesn't have the gun on him. Always got. If it was me or Justin, it would have been the same way. Only when we were done unloading, we'd realized we shot through the bottom of the boat. Yeah, and you were just <laughs> like screaming like little girls. Also, I'm holding a water pistol. Okay. <laughs> so, so Homer, Homer's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna maybe get out of here because <laughs> something is here. Something is clearly. It's not like just a log ran into the boat. Something is hitting his boat. Okay, so he goes to turn on his electric trolling motor and starts to putter away. <laughs> Boom! Something hits the boat again a third time. Dude, this has to be like freaking him out at this point because this guy, this guy knows what's in the water. This this is the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. This is is, early morning. So my dad tells me. My dad tells us, yeah. He goes, I was freaked. And then again, my dad is a very calm. He's like got that sort of very Scandinavian kind of disposition. Says, you know, he's like, you don't understand what it's like. I was a bit unnerving. (laughs) His dad, dad, I can imagine. uh, Hello, Dean. You are a stupid head. Yeah, I would have been like on the floor (laughs) of the boat, crying, peeing myself, just snot, just dripping down. But my father had a little bit more decorum than that. So finally, he peers over the edge. Okay, peers He peers over the over edge the and edge. he looks and he can see through the water, the clear, clear, murky water, something looking back at him. He sees eyeballs. He always sees eyeballs. Giant pair of balls looking him right back in the face. Eyeballs, Brian. That's what eyeballs. I said. That's what I said. Balls of the eyes. All right, so this is creepy. So he, he sees there's life. But knots. then it starts to take form. He starts to realize this, and he starts to calm down. He realizes that he's going to be okay. Robot because Nazis. It's the corpse of a snitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Well, in Florida, we have some interesting uh, fauna here. And it's one of those things where there's, there's a particular animal that we have that in Florida, we all we know about them, we talk about them, but outside of Florida, they kind of get ignored, and people don't really think of them when you think about things that are in the water. Koreans. And, yes. <laughs> no, what were Exactly. Word? And so it's one of those things that Florida, you would go, you after you hear, you go, oh, of course, okay? It's the largest thing in the water in Is Florida. An alligator? Bigger. Bigger than an alligator? The, 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 the crazy uh, snakes. You guys have Super- magic snakes. Super gators. Bigger. Um, Bigger than a super gator? <laughs> mammal. A mammal? Manatee. Manatee. Oh my yeah, God. He had a manatee bump. Sea cow, baby. Okay. So, the original it, mermaid. Yeah. So manatees are, you know, where they're indigenous to Florida and they're around, I think, like in Indonesia and some other parts of the world and sorry, like South America to some extent. But they're, they're, they're like the most underrated, you know, people think of walruses and dolphins and porpoises and stuff and seals. But, you know, manatee gets kind of ignored. Manatee is a beast, by the way. We, we went and saw some at SeaWorld, like up close. Those guys, I mean, they're just sitting there with their big mustaches, eating their lettuce, looking you in the eye, judging you, sitting outside their tank. Yeah, well, and they're and they're they're all over the place too. I remember when I when I was a kid, my dad used to take me and, and the family out on, on the boat, and they would always be like through like the St. John's River, like not far from where you are now, Brian. I mean, I mean, let me tell you, dude, like that's no joke. I can understand lost at sea. That creature is so big and so funky looking. I totally believe that that's where the mermaid legend came from. Uh, unless it actually came from mermaids. Uh, could be as if mermaids had sexy mustaches. So here's the thing. It's like so man, manatees. Manatees can get up to be, you know, uh, some can be up to like four thousand pounds. Jeez, Louise. Okay. 
So they're 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 pretty. It can be pretty big. Okay. Now what's interesting about manatees too is that we just they kind of they're like they're the they're the unloved sea mammal. Okay. Intelligence wise, some people say that they're as smart as dolphins. Right? You know, I feel I feel like you and I are at a party, and there's all the sea mammals out there at the party. <laughs> and everybody's chasing the dolphins. Everybody's trying to get their hands on that seal. And then meanwhile, across the room, you ca- you lock eyes with a manatee. And you're like, Brian, I'm going for the manatee. And I'm like, manatee? What are you talking about? You're like, no, you don't understand. They got the intelligence. They got the looks. Yeah. They got the heft. <laughs> manatee just, bumped into my you father. You should hear the personality. Oh my God! They're so much nicer than those <laughs> and diva then like, dolphins. And then, like an '80s movie, the manatee takes off her glasses and lets her hair fall <laughs> down, and all of a sudden, she's insanely hot, and we're all jealous <laughs> that Andrew's exactly. banging the manatee. Don't, don't you forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Listen, You're like, I gotta my get- father found a manatee, and he never looked back. Hey, listen, they live up to 60 uh, then meanwhile, years. Yeah, meanwhile, Homer's, uh, Homer's just shocked by this revelation and tosses him out of the house. Because for some reason, Andrew's now living back in his house. And he's like, I don't want any manatee lovers in this house. Get out. No, I think my father would be okay with that. Um, apparently, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Not in page. my scenario, he isn't. I'm looking at the Wikipedia fa- page here, and uh, I don't, they don't see anything in Indonesia. I was confusing the West Indies. Just let me clarify that and save somebody the trouble of writing the letter, like actually literally writing the letter. Nope, it's already in. Nope. <laughs> no, don't. We haven't even sent this out there. It's amazing. Weird, weird it's actually from the manatee. She so also wants you home by 12. Closest living relative? Anybody? Anybody? What? John Candy. <laughs> Inappropriate. Living relative, Justin. Too soon. Living Too soon. Living relative. <laughs> Elephant. I, I can buy that. that. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So now, so as a manatee. And like, yeah, we grew up, like Justin mentioned in South Florida, you grew up around manatees. We'd go swimming out there. I remember I was out with my friends. I'm in one boat. They're in another boat. And they leaned over, like, we had these little canoes. We'd, we lived on canals. These, my friends, they go lean over, and one of them starts to lean over the boat to go pet. A manatee. Okay. Another another manatee knocks the, the boat. Just, just the teeth n- in your telling a story. Telling a story. Right, another sorry, manatee knocks the boat. Okay. My friend Joey falls on top of a manatee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now here's the thing. Is there ever a case of a manatee that killed someone? I'm sure. I don't know of a case of a manatee ever. Because let me someone. tell you, when we were down in Venezuela, my parents lived in Venezuela, and there were a there was a pod of dolphins swimming alongside their boat and and we were out in you know kind of international waters this is before hugo chavez and we all became scared of venezuela and uh and bonnie and i have this brilliant idea we're like well let's jump in with the dolphins and we jump in with the dolphins and my parents are like well, let's give them some private time and they drive the boat away i guess and all of a sudden you realize you look down and there's just the black depths of the ocean all around you and right. you think for this horrifying second the hell were we thinking we just threw ourselves in with wild animal mammals with teeth and bottle noses and blowholes and who knows what else and just hoped it would be fine. It was kind of terrifying. Yeah, it could be a little bit. I mean, they the, the biggest threat you really have from dolphins apparently was more something Bonnie has to worry about. Go on. <laughs> You know about that? That's like they do the swim with the dolphins. Oh, right? oh, they, 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 uh, the, the, the dolphins try to jump your bones. Basically, I saw that episode of King of the Hill. Oh, I didn't see that, but yes, they, uh, they do that. And, Dolphin uh, try to jump Hank Hill's bones. 
Yeah, well, apparently dolphins are, uh, let me say. Uh, They're the nothing. Justin Robert Youngs of sea mammals. Let's just no, the opposite. They're really nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not aware of, I mean, the biggest threat, like, you know, you know, we run over them all the time with their boat propellers and they're, you know, they're pretty oh, yeah. neat. Yeah, um, no, the, the one, almost everyone that I ever, I've ever seen live uh, had their back just completely scarred up from yeah. some dude, you know, well, busting through a canal at some ridiculous speed doing coke with two strippers. But that, I'm, I'm sorry, what were we talking about? Manatee. Yeah. With the no, manatee, just what happened that wouldn't one that time. be a coup if it turned out that all the manatee scars that we see aren't propellers at all? But they're like pissed off, coked up dolphins. I can see that. <laughs> Sorry, where do my- they do the coke? Where do they do the coke from? To the top of the hole? <laughs> that could be. You know, they just what- turn over. They turn upside down and just scrape their body. So, so at the bottom of the ocean or which, some coral reef. Well, side note, I got I got a theory for you here, Brian. I got a theory for you. So Justin and I went to the Monkey Jungle. Which <laughs> yes, we mentioned, which okay? sounds awesome. It is the most amazing experience any human being could ever. It was hope the to best have. thing ever. Um, and one of the things they had at the Monkey Jungle, literally, you walk through there. The monkeys are free. You're on a walkway that's covered. You're in a cage, right? And the monkeys like run above you and like ask you for, you know, they just screech at you. And they had these little, these little metal buckets that have a chain that goes up to the top of the the the, the chain link roof on where you are. And you put some fruit in there, and the monkeys will pull the chain to go get to the fruit. Okay. Go on. One of the trainers told me that they used to have the problem. Sometimes the monkeys will pull the buckets up and they won't let them. They just won't fall back down. So somebody there had the brilliant idea of attaching weights to the bottom of the buckets. All right. Well, the monkeys realized if he needed to get somebody's attention. No way. You would yes. drop the weighted bucket on they their would, head. They would pull the chain up and wait for somebody to go stand underneath them and just drop the weight on top of them. Dude. Hell yeah. So I think knowing that, I could see we could have a case where a bunch of coke addicted dolphins start sinking drug boats. <laughs> yes, <laughs> start it could happen. The blood of the dealers could happen. It's, that's exactly coke dolphins. But I, I know nobody out there would even think about trying to. Dude, make that a has to be better than that. Piranha Two or Piranha Three D. Yes. Coke oh my dolphins. God, coke dolphins. Piranha yeah. was awesome. Okay, I'm just going to say that right no, now. No, I hear it was amazing, but let me tell you, dude, yeah. coke dolphins will oh, kick yeah. piranhas ass. Oh, yeah, you get like some some investigator who just got done fighting off a bunch of Somali pirates, gets brought into the Florida Straits because they're trying to figure out why, who's going after all these drug oh, dealers. Oh, and there's got to be there's got to be like all these marine biologists who are like, this is awfully curious behavior, and there's got to be some well, streetwise no, cop remember, who's just like- Remember, they don't know it's dolphins yet. Got to remember, they don't know it's dolphins yeah. yet. They just go like, no. we, was it the Mendels? Who did this drug buy? Who's doing this? And they're like, we think there's a drug war about to start because we can't figure out who keeps sinking these boats. But but what well, I love meanwhile, is like the big the big the big flotilla with all the coke on it, they have to by some circumstance kidnap a family. So now there's a family on the boat that's going to get sunk by these coke dolphins so they can get their snort on underwater style. And so in the middle of doing the investigation, this one streetwise cop busts in on a bunch of marine biologists like, we've been tracking this part of dolphins. And I don't know where they're from <laughs> to have that weird accent. But they're like, we've never seen behavior like this before. And the streetwise cop is just like, I know what I'm no, seeing. No, 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 Street, streetwise marine biologists. Yeah. So then you get like the dolphins decide they have to go do a hit. So one of them lets himself get captured by SeaWorld <laughs> and they somehow orchestrate like, you know, some uh, Capio from the mob to be the guy that gets to go feed the dolphin with the fish. And it's like, hey, yo, Vinny, check it out. Dolphin comes up, takes his whole arm off. Now, here's the question. Yeah. 
do the dolphins versus mafia do the dolphins speak in subtitles the entire time or do they do like the hunt for red october thing where it's like you see him he's going and it zooms it zooms in on the mouth (laughs) and that's how i discovered cocaine (laughs) yeah no 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 they're totally just doing the until the end when one of them has a monologue and, and these monocle. dolphins are so bad. They're like, actually, first we get, the, first we get like the, we find the boats, like, like when that one of the Tom Clancy movie that looks like it just got the side of like some big drug ripoff, right? And then they find a great white shark beaching itself. Oh my god! I just had an idea of how to differentiate the the coked up dolphins from the regular dolphins. The cocaine somehow causes them to have <laughs> facial hair, so like you've got all these interesting, distinctive facial, like like the leader can have like a Hitler mustache. That he grew as a result of snorting cocaine. Now you're being ridiculous, Brian. Come on. <laughs> now, now, now we've crossed into a really silly place. Yeah, Brian, please. I'm we're, sorry. We're... Well, then so, maybe uh, we should go in a different direction then. Maybe you know we what? should let the coked up dolphin sleep it off. So, Justin, did we, have we got any, any at all, anybody, any suggestions, any scenarios? Oh, my sweet Lord, Andrew, uh, have we weirdthingsmail at gmail.com has exploded since the last time that we did a podcast. And, and I, uh, again, uh, which, if I remember correctly, was last delay. week. Last week was our last episode, right? Sure, last week, Brian, <laughs> for somebody who has just started listening last week. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> how long it's been. Um no, yeah. So we had we had the the iTunes thing, uh, you know, coming up the works, but now we are back. And the good news is that we have four weeks worth of awesome email that has come in as people, new people, have found the podcast and they've caught up and started listening to it. And really, uh, I, I read off just random scenarios, just because I want to keep everybody as fresh as possible with Brian and Andrew in terms of what the scenarios will be, so we can get initial reactions. Uh, but I just read them a list of eight different uh, scenarios that had come in. And uh, we wound up selecting two, and I just realized that th- three of the eight and the two that were selected came from the same guy. So, Which, by the way, is to totally a- fine with us. If you want to suggest your scenario, write us at weirdthingspodcast at gmail.com. Is that correct? Weirdthingsmail at Weird- gmail.com. Weirdthingsmail at gmail.com. Yes, absolutely. And, and this person, uh, he really gets the gold star. So to you, Francis, this is your podcast, and hopefully somebody can write as good scenarios as Francis did over this last couple weeks. So, we start with the first. While on chat roulette, Justin comes across a man. Behind behind him is a blood-splattered bulletin board with several newspaper clippings and pictures posted to it and uh, and linked to a string. He's wearing a tattered tie and jacket. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. You're going face. Start this again. (laughs) Well, first of all, the, the first part is Justin's on chat roulette, which already this entire yeah, scenario I'm, is unbelievable. Yes, I'm right. on. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you some notes here. Tell us a story. Pull us into it, Justin. Okay. <laughs> Go on. So a guy, you guys are here, and you watch your chat roulette. No, no, no. I'm like, no. Story of the mind. Chat roulette. Theory of the mind. Can you please? Andrew, I'm trying to tell a dramatic story. <laughs> way better. Way better. That's, while, that's the... Uh, Sorry. While on chat roulette, Justin, you come across a man. Behind him is a blood-spattered bulletin board with several newspaper clippings and pictures posted to it, linked with string. 
He's wearing a tattered tie and jacket, and guess what? He's you, Justin. He says, Justin, I found you. I've managed to communicate back through time using chat roulette. <laughs> I don't have much time. There's a zombie apocalypse, and it's coming for you one day. Prepare for it. Do whatever you have to do. Here are some things you need to know about the zombies. They're the slow kind. Half of them just sit around and do nothing. The others take up migratory patterns walking slowly. People typically turn one hour after they are bitten, and then they also turn when they die. Often, more dangerous than the zombies will be the survivors. That is all. Chat roulette. Window flickers, and then a random guy shows you his junk. <laughs> So was it zombie junk? By, by the way, it was not. Way. It was present day junk. So what do you do to prepare? Who do you tell? Thanks. First of all, promise me that Andrew and I, more specifically me, I make the cut of people you bother to drop this intel on. Uh, what part about my really secretive, uh, not tell everybody everything? nature do you think that i'm going to keep this one to myself okay so you're saying so, you're saying the whole world will know instantly it will be on twitter within seconds okay well but the problem is is i'm going to be like hey that's a funny joke he claimed to have been caught all right and and let me back this up let's say you do know the future obviously justin robert young of the future survived why would you risk screwing that up by telling a message to the past like like you you clearly already survived what are you going to gain by going back in the past and telling yourself what variety of zombies out there brian you, know, I, I, you have a good point but we're talking about justin okay all right maybe maybe he thought I mean, like let's, he'd make out I mean, better in the apocalypse if he knew that they were slow zombies yeah i mean all right here there, there's a couple of things that i think we're gonna have to assume number one life post-zombie apocalypse is fairly boring. Aside from, you know, as soon as you get past the, the personal survival thing, let's say you can reach a stasis there, you know, the infrastructure is going to be crumbling. Electricity is probably going to be fairly spotty. Uh, you know, there's a lot of time to kind of indulge passion projects. I, I love the fact that somehow he managed to figure out how to turn chat roulette into a time machine, but couldn't bother to clean the blood off the walls. Well, exactly. Right, look, and, look, also, and also that I'm future. still... And I'm still clearly on the Weird Things TV set, by the way, from what he's, <laughs> you're, you're from what right he's described of my, of, my, of my attire. And, and in my imagination, me. like you're still wearing the same suit, only you've got this giant ragged gray beard and a monocle for some reason. Well, he says he's wearing a tattered jacket and tie. <laughs> That's awesome. Even better. So, uh, okay. so yes, no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the, the Weird Things TV. Which, by the way, subscribe on YouTube, Weird Things TV. Uh... Except, so I assume it's what I do wear when I actually record the show, which is a jacket, tie, and shorts. So that's how I'm surviving. When you're not when you're not playing for ACDC, that's what you wear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so there we go. Okay. It's done. Dot So he says, "How do I prepare? Who do I tell?" Obviously, that's reverse. I'm going to tell people first, and really, the line is not going to be who I tell, but rather who believes me, because I'll probably tell anybody who will listen. I will not be believed by anybody, but probably Brian and Andrew. Well, and that's the thing. And that's actually, if you don't mind, Andrew and I are going to have a little conference here. Like, yeah, no lie. This. Okay. So no. I just told you guys, and now you guys call each other. Like, 
And and first of all, Justin knows both of us well enough to know our hot buttons. For me, he will full on hold up the pinky because he knows that a pinky swear is holy ground as far as I'm concerned, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and it's like, I, and I think I'll be like, I think he really, and, and of course I'll do that cop out thing where I'm like, well, I think he believes he talked yeah. to someone from the future, you know, uh, but I still don't know that I would believe you that that's really you from the future. Like, like what could you from the future tell you that would convince you that it's you from the future? Well, I, I mean, like I saw me, like <laughs> I would know me. Would you? Yeah, I saw me on chat roulette. Let me tell you, dude, I don't recognize me from now when I see a picture of it. Like I watch videos of myself. I'm like, who is this ass wipe? And I'm like, oh, wait, that's me. No, 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 but no, but the, your, your, your self-loathing is triggered by the fact that you know it's you and you judge you differently. You can always identify yourself. You may not like yourself and you may not understand why you're acting a certain way, but you so, know it's you. So what you're saying is like the secret password is is just a Robert Young for the future. The moment the connection comes through and in my mind, it's like it's all like yeah. which chat roulette never does. But you and, and, and then the first words out of his mouth are, you'll never amount to anything. You are never as good as your father. And then you're like, yes. oh, my God, it's me from the future. Oh, oh my God, it's me. Right, I, I have a question. Did we establish first what you were doing on chat roulette? <laughs> it was, it was fun, a bit- like a gentleman on chat roulette. So I, here's my here, imagine. All right, so here's future justice. Like, oh, God, I've got the doors barricaded. The zombies. All right, I think I'm okay. I think I got a good 45 minutes and I got to get on the roof with a shotgun and start blowing their brains against the sidewalk again. All right. It's like, okay, what am I doing? He's like, oh, let me put on my jacket. I've got my tie. All right. I figured it out. Me. Yeah, I figured out time travel. <laughs> okay. It's like, all right. <laughs> no, I, 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 like, I like to imagine that I ran into some sort of crazy wormhole physicist and all right. died in the like, second like, half. Oh, the, the wormhole yeah. physicist is like decaying in the corner I prefer there, to, there, to okay? think that he ran into Biff Tannen from the alternate okay. 1985. <laughs> Whoever, <laughs> Biff Tannen physicist is dead in the corner. Justin's yes, put on he's a dead. He's, he's figured out like he's going to log into the chat roulette server from his computer. He's like right. logged in there. Uh, we don't know. He's like maybe got like a like a zombie in the back powering some sort of dynamo as it chases after like a brain or something. So he's got like zombie power to power the whole thing. Like, like imagine some sort of like, it's like, guys, hey, how's he got electricity? And you look and he's like using them some sort of zombie slave labor. So he sits at his computer, right? Okay. And he gets ready. He logs on. He's like, all right. I've got to keep clicking through here to find myself. Okay. And he's like, oh my God. Yeah, that's me. I recognize that anywhere. All right. That's <laughs> my character. That was, that was quite a way to walk for that. So, anyhow, my point is, <laughs> I just see him going through these, like, but literally, literally, he's got to go, like, all right. And he's like, this Justin is- Robert Young, I'd recognize that inadequate junk anywhere. Like, Stand well, up and look at yourself. Point- my point is that he's chosen of all the means of communication to go through chat roulette. I totally believe yes. it. That's okay. where the peoples are. All right. That's where the well, maybe at. I knew that at that moment in time, I could only open the wormhole uh, at a certain point with certain, qualifi- with certain qualifiers, namely a place where there's a video message option. And you know, and midnight every night where you're going to be. Exactly. There you go. So there we go. So I, 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 I get this message. I'm on the, the, the crusade. I'm telling everybody I know. Uh, uh, what do you guys think? You guys have your sidebar. I'm going absolutely crazy. I'm, I'm going to be do, perfectly do you guys honest. Me? Uh, look, 
you having delusions and going a little bit bat nutty. Yeah. Well, no, talk to Andrew because I'm not even here. I'm right. out trying to buy barricades and all right, hold on. <clears throat> Hang on, let me dial. Beep, boop, beep, 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 beep. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Hey, Andrew, what's going on? This is not awkward at all because I call you all the time, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> talk all the time, man. What's going on? I, I got it. Hold on a second. Let me just got one. Hold on. I got that. I had to have uh, the cops go search the warehouse for drugs. I'll explain to you in a second. What? What? Okay. What, what is the? Hold on. I'll call you back. Okay. That. Back. <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah, uh, it's weird. This crazy thing with Justin. I had uh, got worried. Wait, so wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Justin called you? No, no. I just had. He's out of the warehouse. I had one of my friends from the department go in there and search the warehouse for cocaine or hallucinogens or something. Why? Why would you? Justin doesn't. Do cocaine? I or didn't think so sneakers. either, man. He told me the craziest story. What? Oh, that's why I was calling you. He called He's, me, and 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 he made a very convincing argument. Uh, did you get the, the the guy from the future call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like sitting there watching chat with his pants around his ankles, and all of a sudden he sees himself. Yeah, no. Well, I, I didn't hear that that part in particular. But but here here's the point. He pinky swore, like, and he knows that I don't, I don't play around with pinky swears. But like, I think he really believes it. I know, I know. That's why kids got to be high. Well, no, but well, that's this is awkward. Yeah, I got to make I got to make him take a urine test now. All right, because this is really, really weird. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's convinced. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I'm sure he's totally high uh, and on the drugs. Uh, but for my own, I put a gun to his head. He swore he was telling the truth. <laughs> uh, for my own research, um. Did he say that they would be fast zombies or slow zombies? I think he said slow zombies. And and, and right. And and did he say that high caliber weapons were better or or maybe uh scattergun rifles? I, I don't remember that detail of it. I just say we don't have a time frame. I don't know when this is supposed to happen. Uh no no no, but, but I thought he mentioned something about the US currency and the right time to sell. Did did uh, what did he say that to you? I think you're talking about Glenn Beck. I I don't uh, <laughs> uh, okay, well no, I'm sure I'm sure he's crazy. You uh you just got, what was it? What was his number again? <laughs> <laughs> that I suddenly don't right, remember. So wait, wait, here, here's, here's the key, though. So that's the call on like day one, right? When I start ranting and ranting. Dude, by the way, like, I want to I want to point out that my call was totally by by the hype. I'm buying the hype. Yes, no, I know. One. But here's and here's the deal: is that like I'm I'm obviously going to be hyperventilating the first time I see this. But you know, one week on, two weeks on. Something like that. Well, here's a month here, on, half a year on. Like, are you here's willing the, to go totally Sarah Connor on this? Like you're going to go to an insane asylum talking about the oncoming, the oncoming zombie apocalypse? You know, here's here's the deal. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait. I, let me let me interrupt for a second. Okay, here's 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 what I say happens on my end. Okay, I get you Baker acted. Okay. Oh, and so, well, what a what, jerk. Let, well, let me finish. I'm worried about your well being. Okay, wait, what you is just told Baker me acted? What is Baker Act? Baker Act is a Florida law where you can uh, basically have somebody put into a mental health institution for, what is it, 48 hours or 24 yeah. hours? Is that for real? Like against their will. Yeah. Th that sounds like such a freaking uh, urban legend. No, no, it's real. Every every state probably has its own version. It's the Florida Mental Health Act or the Baker Act here. Um, it's Which, a, by the way, what does that say about Florida that the two of you assholes knew what the Baker Act was? Like, and used it as well, a verb. Oh, well, yeah, no, Baker Act is also like, you know, whenever, like, there's like I'm going to get you Baker Act or something. Like, the, the kids, yeah. like, wild kids get Baker Acted by their parents and stuff. In, so. uh, in California, it's known as 5150. 
Okay. Why Richardson do you know what it's like in California? Because I'm a Van Halen fan. Okay, all right. All right, remember 5150? Probably not. Just all right, does. go ahead, Justin. Oh what my you God, saying? don't so even you, pull you, that. He's going to get you Baker acted, but what do you okay, say? While, okay, while he's Baker acted, I'm going to be like, all right, you know what? I owe it to Justin to go try and track this thing down. So you don't, I'm believing that for a second. You're just like, there's the off chance he's right. And there's a chance I could be ahead of the curve for everyone else by secretly hiding the truth. Well, whatever. I want to find out of this. I mean, before I go spend any effort, I'm going to find, I'm, you know, buying friggin' beef jerky and supplies. I'm going to say, all right, is there some evidence to this? So I'm going to go ahead and I'll go pull his computer and pull, like, look, try and do some sort of search thing. All of a sudden, maybe I found that, like, in his panic, he actually clicked record. And all of a sudden, I see Justin talking to future Justin. Then I start to panic. Right. Okay. But is that what happens? By the way, real quick, if you're planning to stock up for the zombie apocalypse, beef jerky, not the best option. Only 240 calories per package. Go with carbohydrates. (laughs) Uh, Here's my solution to this. I'm just trying, at some point, I'm just forgetting about trying to get everybody on the whole hog, like zombie buggers was coming. I'm just trying to like, like, hey, you know what's a, you know what's a really good way to lose weight? Digging a ditch uh, and making it into a, a shelter where you can, uh, you know, keep yourself away from an oncoming horde. I think that'd be a real fun project. Now, we you would like, like you a Habitat for Humanity thing. All right, now answer me this. Let's say you truly believe the message from the future. You're going to stay in Florida, or are you going to go to, like, South Dakota or someplace better? You know, I mean, better I, I, for I gotta defending. I got to go where there's infrastructure. I need people more than anything else. Dude, the last you know, thing you need is around people. Me. People are going to turn into zombies. Lots of teeming masses of people all around in the middle of an epidemic, No, I mean people I can trust. You don't want to be out there alone. Dude, I'm not going to lie. If there's one place you want to be during the zombie apocalypse, it's Texas. Highly encourage anyone who's concerned about zombie uprising to move to Texas. Oh, Why? Sell sell Texas as the zombie apocalypse. First of all, look, you want to go where the guns are. All right? The guns right here. In Texas, dude, we're not we're not slouching. Yeah, Florida's packing. We're shaped like a gun. Listen, what guns are easy to get hold of, but do you want to be yeah. around a bunch of other people with guns when it gets bad? Farmland. You also, because by the way, by the way, uh, uh, future me told me on chat roulette that it's not even the zombies so much as the other survivors. That the other people who are dealing with the apocalypse, which are the crazy brings ones. me to and my I don't know, Brian. Point. Maybe which state second has the point. big problem with the armed militias going crazy? I don't know. Second point. You know what Texas has? Space. Breathing room. Texas, slightly bigger than Florida. Maybe you want to come out to Texas. Second, third of all, you don't want to be in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and then have to deal with a freaking hurricane. Hurricanes, not so common in central Texas in the hill country. I'll tell you what, maybe a hurricane's a really cool way to get rid of a whole ton of zombies. You, 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 and, think I, you, and, you and I both know that's not going to do anything to zombies. You're going to have beat up zombies and arms crawling through the swamp coming to get you. In the arid dry lands of hill country Texas, you'll be able to sit on the top of your hill and snipe away to your heart's content. So that's and then you. you're the up, tremors you're come and get you. While yeah, eating beef jerky... <laughs> From the sweetest Longhorns on the plains. So there we go. All right. So so, Brian, you're in. You're in from day one. Oh, you, dude, I believe you, you. I'm pretty sure that this whole scenario was a code for you to tell us the truth of an experience <laughs> that happened to you last week. 
and 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 Andrew, you 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 know, being the 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 nudge you are, the responsible friend, worried proof. about your welfare. You bakered him. Can't believe you. You baker acted me. You bakered you're, him. You're the one who tells me that a version of you from the future managed to invent time travel and dude i'm not dropping at the time. mouth though justin robert young is oh. going to be laying in this hospital bed and some creepy dude is going to lick his face just like sarah connor and it's all your fault yeah if i could do as many pull-ups as sarah connor that'd be pretty sweet i can get, in, yeah, there get you in some shape. Or pick a pick a lock or have any useful skill whatsoever <laughs> exactly those I'm saying awesome. I, I trust, but I have to verify this first. So after I have him incarcerated and investigated for <laughs> so, possession, <laughs> I know this guy, Brian. I know this kid. All right. By the way, this I trust is how deep the circle of trust. This is how deep the circle of trust goes. It's like I really pray that Justin doesn't call me one day and full on pinky swear that he got a call from the future on chat roulette because I will go buy even more guns. I'll be like, oh, I got to be ready. Well, well, Brian, maybe this podcast is some sort of subliminal message from ourselves from the future trying to help us prepare our audience. Sure. That's how we'll sell it. All right. I have one more scenario sent in by the immortal Francis. Uh, and I just want to let you know, that we're only going to read one of them, but this email came in as a five-part scenario with Brian as president again. <laughs> oh, my God. Again? I never got to... I was science advisor to the president, wasn't I? No, you were president. I was well, science good. I think I'm, you were I'm president. Yeah, Andrew well, I'm science I'm glad advisor. to so be were... the president again. Two terms. And, and Justin, it was like Butler. <laughs> yes. And Let I, me tell you. I actually have... There were people... Who on my first term's conclusion suggested perhaps I did not have the goods to lead this free nation. And those people can suck it because I'm back. If they weren't already dead because I had them taken out and shot <laughs> under my new zombie preparedness act. In my, <laughs> in my mind, like I started delivering this speech and I, I full on heard the <sighs> like part of me wants you to actually add that sound effect retroactively. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so here we go. This is the beginning of the of the five part scenario with Brian as president. Oh my god! Maybe we got our next so, five episodes right here. Yeah, we might. I'll tell you if everybody likes the first one, then maybe we'll come back to it. So Brian is in the Oval Office handling some foreign policy or something like that, and Justin is also in the Oval Office loudly bouncing a ball off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so, it's so Enter like Andrew Maine, who is holding a folder filled with glossy photographs. Andrew closes the door slowly because apparently closing it any faster would draw attention to the top secret information that's about to be exchanged. Places the information on Brian's desk. Brian, Andrew says, I remember the partially tainted remember the partially tainted algae-related biofuel we found preserved in Antarctica? Brian looks up from his desk. Well, we think we found an underground stream of it that's full. This stuff could essentially be used for dozens of times cheaper rocket fuel. Once we get our hands on a living sample, we can grow more and more of this species. Maybe genetically tweak it to be perfect. Justin is still completely oblivious to this, as he nearly throws a ball at a very delicate artifact. There's only one problem, Andrew says. The location. Justin now pays attention. Andrew says... The Egyptian government wants input from world leaders because it's beneath 
one of the great pyramids. So the question, do you preserve one of the great monuments ever created, President Brushwood, or lend the considerable might of American foreign policy to destroy it and revolutionize space travel and energy independence? I will add as a caveat to this, although it isn't written, that the only way to get to this dream is by destruction of the Great Pyramid. All right. Let me make this very, very clear. How many zeros, Egypt, must I put on this check? Because surely we could come to an understanding here. Is that, is, is that brushwood diplomacy? You just call him the president of Egypt? And he's like, all right, listen, Haji. Um, I'm going to start writing zeros. You tell me when I get my that crazy rocket my name. fuel. My name is not Haji. I don't know why right. you always call me that. One zero, two right. zero, all right. three can I, zero. Can I put my finger down on the, uh, on the receiver on the phone to stop him for a second? Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, uh, listen. I'm sorry, I'm the president, and I understand you're my chief science advisor, but I was in the middle of a diplomatic solution, and you just interrupted <laughs> it. This better be good, Mr. Maine. Go. All right. Bry, Bry. I mean, <laughs> president, Bry, Bry. Bry. <laughs> you're like, just stop doing that. I'm like, listen. Okay. Why did Here's... I ever make you my science advisor? <laughs> because it was the right thing to do. I'm sorry, okay. go ahead. Here's the I was going to say, he is like, stop doing that. Like, this is an hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's think this through for a moment, okay? Because the choice is going to be yours. I thought it's it totally through. It's going like, to be yours. I get up okay. to 14 zeros and maybe a 15th zero. I've already thought this through. I, I understand that, but here's the thing. Let's play, let me play devil's advocate. Not because I actually made some pact with the devil so I could become your science advisor and you become president and Justin would be able yeah, to get this far. Yeah, and certainly not the case that you're implying that the Egyptians are the devil and that you're being the devil's advocate. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm going to say this. Okay. Let's say we go ask the president there. And we know there it's a little bit of a tenuous sort of position. There's multiple powers out there. We are their chief foreign ally. We provide more foreign aid to them than anybody else, but it's a tenuous relationship. We have a problem. If we go ask them, we say, how much money do you want? Do you think they're just going to give us an answer? Or are they going to go to the Chinese and find out what they can get from them? Are they going to go to the Russians and tell them the moment we tell the Egyptians what they have, we open up a bidding war. And worse than that is we create an instability where all of a sudden somebody else might go in there and try and take it before we'd be able to seal the deal. Wait, I see where you're headed. We declare war on Egyptian pyramids. Better. Go on. I'm like, Brian. All right. Again, the choice is yours. Choice is yours. If we were dealing with a stable country that we knew they wouldn't go out elsewhere to try and get a number, but unfortunately, we know they're going to go ask for a price tag from the Chinese and from the Russians, and we're going to get a price war. We're going to get a bidding war, and they'll just throw numbers at them just to get the price up. Meanwhile, maybe plan some sort of military strike or some sort of action, take it over. Or worst thing that could possibly happen, Brian, go to the Cut UN. to the chase, Mr. Science Advisor. What do I do? Well, remember that that Egyptian terrorist faction that we've worried that if they got hold of some sort of plague or some sort of virus, that if it got loose, no. it could make a city uninhabitable for Andrew. decades? Andrew, you and I both know those were three guys at MIT who were high at the time we captured them. Clearly, you don't think... Wait. Oh, let's just say I get it. Wink. Wink. Let's say we had to step <laughs> in. Let's say there was a little bit of a crisis in Egypt. Let's just say in Cairo, okay, there was something maybe got loose. Maybe we had to intercede and help out. Then maybe as a favor to the Egyptians and maybe maybe a dirty bomb. Okay, maybe a dirty bomb got blown up after it was cleared out. What who knows, okay? So what you're saying is we 
plant, scientific literature, that asserts that mummy dust is the cure for impotence, and we go to war to protect that mummy dust. And by mummy dust, I mean space travel algae. Brian, what have I told you about having your speeches written on Craigslist? Okay. <laughs> we could go with that. That's a good plan. No, oh, oh, no, no, no but, but seriously, uh, stepping back from the scenario for a second, like that's totally where I think this would go. Is I think uh, you would do. Here's what I. Here's my actual proposal. Is a little bit of sleight of hand. We propose a crisis, a crisis with the T at the end that allows us. <laughs> Some excuse to go into Egypt. Once we're in Egypt, we move, quote unquote, the pyramids. We build Brian, another. I'm set. touching my nose. I'm we, touching my nose. We, we set up another set of pyramids a few acres down the road, and then meanwhile, we dig that crap right down to the magic algae. And we we move we openly move the pyramids in the interest of saying, listen, we can move these out there just the right outside of the containment zone, but we want people to be able to go see this. Uh, Egypt's important to don't us. Don't actually it's a national- move them. Just tell everyone you're moving them, and then build another one. Did you well, not gotta, see Poltergeist? You move gotta, the headstones. You don't have to move the graves, and everything turns out fine. We're gonna have to. Get but rid where of- are we gonna get that many enslaved Jews again? Oh my god. Now you see why we don't let them leave this room. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing, Justin. See that artifact right there? I want you to keep bouncing that ball off the wall until you're able to knock over that artifact seven times in a row. We'll be right back. Like, all right, you so got Brian, it, Mr. B. So how about that, how about that Antarctic uh-oh. ambassadorship uh-oh. for Justin? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not going to lie. It's Does like, he know Fredonia is not a real country? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a fan of conspiracy theories in general, but this is Nobody a case room is. where I really think I would go full on governmental conspiracy because there's no way. There's no way you're going to be able to resolve this without a giant fight. And I know in the interest of global stability, we have to do this for the Egyptian people themselves. Do we want them to be? You the guys center? should be ashamed of yourselves. Oh, really? What? A gigantic conspiracy. To get the jet fuel from under the pyramid, and you're telling me there's no way that you can that you can work this out. We're the greatest superpower. We hold the most sway. Nothing moves on this planet in terms of actual foreign no, policy. Hold on, that Justin's doesn't get, right. That doesn't get checked off from the Oval Office. And you're telling me you can't hold. You can't make no. sure that no, 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 you got it. No, Justin is 100 percent right. Palms right. are greased. We create a reality show called "What Happens to the Pyramids," and all of the world's leaders have to fight in physical challenges and they slowly get eliminated and all we got to do is rig that reality competition. All right, can we get back to reality? So we've got the super secret jet fuel under the- There should be a bell. Where our retarded scenarios get too silly, <laughs> and it's just like 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 a like a whistle for out of bounds. It's like nope, All too signs. silly. Bring it back. Well, I want to. I want to see. Uh, I, I want to like. I want Justin to say this to us, and we all feel bad. And then we flash back to Justin giving this speech to Abraham Lincoln right before <laughs> the start of the Civil War. Like you should be ashamed for spending habeas corpus. All right. <laughs> Flash forward, modern like, day, the country's split, slavery's still around. By the way, I am serious in that. In so that. I'm, I'm, just, I think I'm, I like, I'm like this, like this, like Highlander of bad, adv- of bad yeah. advice, Andrew. Like I've just like, survived yeah. for centuries, giving people terrible advice right, exactly, that brings exactly. nothing but pain and strife. It just flashes. It's, it's Justin <laughs> and Hitler's like, come on, dude, it's Poland. Nobody will notice. Go on. All right. Yeah. 
course you should burn down the Reichstag. It's ugly anyway. That's right. You, you're a much more forward thinker. You would do much better good for this world. Gandhi likes you. Mussolini thinks you're a good guy. <laughs> you're Henry a great Ford guy, eh? You. Aid, aid, come on, slow down. Hey, listen, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are Jewish and I'm worried about their well-being. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you build some sort of protective place for them, Hitler. Maybe you do that. Oh, my God. All right. Look, here's the here's the point is I'm not seeing any scenario except for some kind of giant slight of pyramid magic trick. In order, because there's nothing that's going to stop us. We're the only people who know that the magic algae is underneath those pyramids. We're going full in one way or the other. Period. But we have exactly. I think that we could. We have to. Uh, I, I think the, the precedent we would do is I would consider we create our own sort of uh, NATO esque like FEMA organization that can do with a sort of international disaster response. Yes. We could just go the direct route and say, hey, listen, we found out there is a dangerous substance underneath parts of Cairo threatening the populace, and we're going to step in and try to help them clean this up. Yeah. yeah we that. could use the excuse, oh, there was this World War II ammunition stump left behind by the Germans, by the Nazis there. We actually found there were some weapons there that were underneath there that's a dangerous, it's a Wait threat. Wait a minute. We- Why don't we do this? Why don't we full on send a tanker over to, oopsie, spill all its oil out on the coast? Then we send everybody over like, we'll clean it up, people. By the way, look at all this oil here and pay no attention to your pyramids. I'm all for we just say, hey, there's some dangerous stuff there we got to remove. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with Andrew. I think you can just roll in and just say, listen, this the only people who have the equipment are are our engineers. And uh, we just got to roll in. Now, I have an alternative plan. And I just want what's up, ball thrower? Let me hear your plan. This is what we do. All right. Listen, Prez. Prez, Prez, hold on. It's Bri, Justin. It's Bri. Yeah, yeah. You, you dial up uh, old Egypt there. You say, yo, Egypt. Listen, we've always been buds, right? You know, we, we've been tight. I'm just going to let you right now. I was thinking, how would you like to be the 51st state? <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying offer them as a bonus. Like, P.S., you get to be ahead of Puerto Rico. That's what, that's what yep. we have for Egypt. Congratulations. You just leapfrogged. So we have everybody. You get and yourself two Egypt. senators. You get yourself yep. some delegates. A whole shebang bang. Remember that has to be, what? that has to be voted on by the state, by the nation. Okay. Well, let, so look, whatever. we can arrange we, we, that. Uh, yeah. All right. right. We, we, we while, you're, while, you're, while you're planning on exporting this democracy to the Middle East, which I'm sure is going to turn <laughs> out fantastically. Um, Why don't we I just start pl- making more countries? I can get my plan going in the next week. No, I'm, I'm with Andrew. I'm, I'm with Andrew on this. I think you maybe overstate the fact that there is this dangerous solution down below the pyramids. Unfortunately, we're going to have to take some action to limited. Uh, there's going to be some limited reconstruction of the pyramids, and uh, and then eventually that can just get worse and worse and worse, and we'll just blame it on you know so we'll, we'll fire some people in the middle of it for doing some gross injustice and ruining this treasured landmark. Why don't we, you know, all we right, get, here's the public, the, 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 the press release says U S to cover U <laughs> S to cover pyramids in diamonds. And that's what we're going to do. And, and now of course we have to cover up the pyramids while we cover it in diamonds. Ding, ding. Right. And then, uh, and then bada bing bang. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Bri, Bri, Bri. Prez, I'm sorry. Prez. You just got ding dinged. Uh, Prez. things got a little too silly. <laughs> 
Covering the I thought he was a green. I thought the dings no, indicated no. that he was a green. No, that was the silly bell. You got silly belled. I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, listen, man, I'm, I'm going to treat this seriously. I would seriously, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. And this may, may prevent me from holding public office. If I thought it would do that much good for the world, I will full on do a conspiracy like this. See, no, I'm, I'm down with you. Look, look, I'm serious. Like, like for the first time, I'm really seeing things from the perspective of all the conspiracy theory nuts, because like, there's no other way I'd want to do this. It's like, it's gotta be a conspiracy. No. Well, here's the I, bottom I, line for the, I'm going to say the bottom line for these kind of conspiracies is this. There's some conspiracies that people use to maintain their own political power and to keep themselves in office or to make themselves rich. That's one category. The other is for people to try to do it in what they perceive to be the best interest of the nation. That's Both are us, wrong. baby. That's us Both, right yeah. here. Space algae for the win. Both are wrong. But, both it, have but, to be but one's way less wrong, and that's the one we're doing, starting right now. Space algae, who's going to the moon? I'm with you there, exactly. Bri. And, and at this point, it should be absolutely clear why Andrew's favorite and most relatable character in Watchmen is Ozymandias. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everybody else feel that he's the most sure. likable guy? Sure. No, 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 no. No, nobody empathized with Rorschach. They all thought Ozymandias had it right from the beginning. Yeah. What do you mean, Justin? Why would you? Weirdthingsmail at gmail.com. If you want to send in a scenario that is as good or better than Francis. And by the way, if folks liked uh, this particular scenario, also email in a yay or nay vote because we now have four more chapters as is meticulously been written out. By Francis, so maybe Dude, we'll come d- back d- to it. Right, and first point. of all, just to establish, to make it clear, we all reached a consensus. We entertained some other ideas, but clearly, it's going to be the government conspiracy. We're going to sneak in. We're going to do a smoke screen. We're going to steal that them their space algae and GTFO. We apologize to any of our friends in Egypt who may be offended by this. I don't. You had it coming with sitting on your giant piles of your space algae. I'm you I'm, I'm, I'm protecting the interests of the U.S. of the MFNA. And by the way, next thing I propose to Congress is to change the title of the USA to the USMF of A. Ding, ding. So say we all. <laughs> I'm like the Zaphod Beeblebrox of presidents. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for joining us for another edition of Weird Things, where it was certainly weird. suggestion or scenario for the next Weird Things podcast, email weirdthingsmail at gmail.com.